Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, hello, loves. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, welcome to the show and uh, to the rabbi. Yeah, good good luck with that apology from the uh, Buffalo News. Um, in case you haven't figured it out yet, the Buffalo News went far left a long time ago, and the far left went anti-Semitic a long time ago. Okay, anti-Jewish specifically, a long time ago. So good luck with that apology. Um, it, I, as far as the cartoon itself, I agree with the rabbi 100%. If you look at the Ziegler's cartoon and you look at uh, caric- uh, caricatures of Jews and um, uh, the Jewish faith from the era of the Nazis, um, there's not really a lot of difference between it, okay? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that cartoon, when I saw the cartoon, you know my very first thought was? My very first thought was of the Nazi propaganda movie, The Eternal Jew, which basically depicts Jews as rats running rampant throughout the world to pollute it uh, with vermin. So I-, I think you've got every reason to be upset, but... I would like if you had been upset at many of the other cartoons from the same cartoonist uh, attacking people's uh, Second Amendment rights, in some cases attacking people's First Amendment rights, uh, going after other religions. I think it would give your argument a lot more credibility. Uh, You can't just turn a blinder to everything except something that is blatantly uh, anti-Jewish. And, I mean, a hard time – when you have a hard time determining the difference between a Roger Waters concert and the editorial page of a dying newspaper, you got a problem there, all right? And make no mistake about it, folks. And you know what? I don't care anymore. The Buffalo News is a dying newspaper. The Buffalo News, within five years, you won't be able to get a paper copy of the Buffalo News. It is going to be electronic only. It's going to continue to be just a rip-and-read Associated Press, New York Times, Washington Post, propaganda rag, very little local coverage except for sports because that's what people want to read about. Oh, got to get the latest on the Bills. Got to get the latest on the Sabres. Uh, but as far as local news, spare me. I mean, do you know how many people they've they've whacked <laughs> professionally uh, in in the past five, ten years? A lot. And uh, it's not. It, it, I guess what I'm trying to tell the rabbi and others is basically <laughs> you might as well be kicking a corpse at this point. Uh, the Buffalo News is a dying thing. It's not vibrant. It's not alive. 
it is dying. They made their choice a long time ago uh, after the Courier Express closed down. Then they slowly but surely went all the way to the left. And you should have been a little more vocal then about a lack of objectivity in the Buffalo News. It shouldn't take a cartoon worthy of Joseph Goebbels and the propaganda ministry of the Nazis uh, for you to get upset. You should have been upset a long time ago because the cartoon, it is, it is, I mean, <laughs> there is absolutely no doubt about it. It is totally 100% anti-Jewish. I have no idea uh, of Adam Ziegler's faith, nor do I really care about his faith, but the cartoon itself is, it, it, it is a loathsome cartoon. However I feel about Israeli intelligence allowing the attack to happen by Hamas. And and if you doubt what I say, just do a simple search, New York Times, Israel new blueprint for Hamas attack a year ago. And I'm sorry, they let it happen. They let it happen. And I don't know why they let it happen. I don't know who benefits by this. I don't know how they benefit by it. But when you have that kind of detail on something that somebody that somebody is going to do to you. If you found out tonight uh, at 7 o'clock that there's a gang of punks that is going to be attacking your home on or around a certain day at a certain time, and let's say there, were, there was no police force around, you were the police force, what would you do? You'd call up a whole bunch of your buddies with guns and have them ready, and you'd lay an ambush for the attackers like the American Navy did in World War II at the Battle of Midway. All right. Uh, they thought for, the Japanese thought for sure they were sailing into clean waters and they would be able to invade Midway. But uh, the Americans broke the Japanese code. They figured out that Island AF was actually Midway and a brilliant man by the name of Rochefort uh, was able to convince Admiral Halsey as to the Japanese intentions at Midway and the United States, either through luck or through amazing intelligence was able to sink uh, pretty much every Japanese aircraft carrier they sent to Midway. And that was a turning point in the Battle of the uh, of, of the Pacific. And a Buffalonian named McCluskey played a key role in that battle. His guys were running really low on fuel, but he refused to give up because they didn't know. I mean, we didn't have satellite imagery back then. They had no idea where the Japanese fleet was, but McCluskey... Uh, and his flight group, they tracked him down. They saw a, uh, I think it was a cruiser or a battleship steaming in the direction of the aircraft carriers. They followed the ship, and they found the Japanese fleet. Um, and they caught the Japanese fleet when it was changing ordnance on the planes. So what I'm, what I'm trying to, I guess the point I'm trying to communicate is, I think you need to ask yourself logically, and I, this, I, I know people are going to take this the wrong way, but at this point in my life, do I really care? Um, people are going to take this the wrong way. But if Israel knew, and the New York Times says it did, that there was going to be an attack, they knew the blueprint for the attack, logically, the thing to do is you wage a decapitation campaign against the organizers of the attack, and you take them out 
one by one, and if that fails, you make sure that everybody at that concert where the massacres and the kidnapping take place were, took place are all members of the IDF, and they whip out their Uzis and destroy the invaders. That would be the logical thing to do. I do not believe for a minute that the intelligence capabilities of Mossad, Shin Bet, CIA, and were caught flat-footed by what Hamas uh, did. Somebody wanted that attack to take place, or they would have stopped it. It would, it would have been so easy to stop. Preemptive missile launches would have stopped that attack from happening. They knew it was coming. And again, my source on that, the New York Times, that anti-Semitic paper of note. And I, that is one of those things that's, that makes me say, huh, and that's one of those things that came up in conversations about uh, conspiracy theories that I had with people over um, over the uh, my time off. And, you know, my first reaction, I told you, was when this came up, oh, my God, I really do not feel like talking to a Jew-hating anti-Semite at this party. Let me get away from it. And this person said, look it up yourself, the New York Times. And sure enough, I looked it up myself, and I realized – you know what, this guy's argument makes some sense. Somebody wanted this to happen or it wouldn't have happened. I mean, look back to Munich in 1972 when a bunch, a small group of terrorists burst into the Israeli athletes' dormitories and massacred Israeli athletes and um, the West German police proved utterly incompetent in dealing with a situation that easily could have been foreseen. Ironically, it happened in Munich or München in Germany, uh, which doesn't have a really good track record as far as these things go. Uh, but the uh, the whole situation to me doesn't make sense. When you have when when the United States and probably Israel has satellites that can read the date on a quarter you're holding in your hand from space. You mean to tell me they didn't see this thing happening? You mean to tell me that electronic surveillance and computer surveillance and on-the-ground surveillance and CIs all dropped the ball? I, I, I don't buy it. I, I, I cannot buy it. I'm sorry. I know a little bit about how these things go. And let me give you a case in point. When the Bay of Pigs took place against Cuba early in the Kennedy administration, Fidel Castro, through his CIs and through his very nascent intelligent network, knew exactly where the Cuban exiles were going to land. He was waiting for them, and they got massacred, absolutely massacred by Fidel Castro. If Fidel Castro's intelligence network knew an attack was coming and took steps to prevent it from being successful, you mean to tell me Fidel Castro... Uh, was uh, more on the ball with intelligence uh, than the Israelis and the Americans, it doesn't make sense. There is a smell to this, and I don't know why it was allowed to happen, but in any situation, you have to look at the financial interest. It is not plausible to me at all that you know that something so big and so horrific is going to take place and you don't do anything to keep it from taking place. 
you don't even do back channel overtures saying, hey, um, we know what you guys are planning, and we just want to let you know if it comes off, we're going to basically turn the desert you're living in into glass. So uh, probably wise to rethink this. No. Hey, I'm just calling them like I see them. And uh, <laughs> I got the New York Times backing me up. I'm sure the New York Times, big fans of me, if they knew me. Oh, I just got called anti-Semitic off the air. I'm not even, you know what, I I am not even going to entertain that argument. I'm not even going to give that argument any credence or credibility whatsoever. And if you listen to this show long enough, you understand why. I'm not going to go into the details, but uh, that's just plain asinine. Uh, If I I say that the uh, American government uh, helped to kill JFK and cover it up, does that make me anti-American? Uh, hardly. Wow, I haven't been called anti-Semitic ever in my career. I kind of take pride in that. But everything I have said, you can look up for yourself. New York Times article, Israel knew blueprint of Hamas attack a year ago. You think I'm pulling that out of my nether regions? Do your homework before you call me names. Especially names that don't apply. Would you like to see my ancestry? Don't even go there. Uh, let's go to... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of funny, actually. Joe in Chictawaga, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Yeah, I was. Uh, we were talking about usury and stuff like that. Yes. Um, now you're touching on some other things that I mean about like JFK and I mean, if you really want to get into into all that, I mean, why don't we talk about Israel's involvement in JFK and 9/11 and RFK and stuff like that? Well, I talked about RFK earlier. Um, I've talked about the Israeli situation and the 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 odor about that situation that makes no sense to me, um, knowing about a little bit about American intelligence capabilities and Israeli intelligence capabilities. I'm sorry, there's a whiff of uh, there, there's a bad whiff about it. Okay, like a really bad beer fart. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely understandable. I just think that maybe I think Israel got caught with their pants down this time. Um, because they That's have... impossible. They had the blueprint for the attack a year before it happened, and it happened. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know, but, they, I mean, I don't think they had the exact day and time when it was going to happen, and, and, and apparently they did get caught with their pants down. Sentries were not on their post, and I think you're underestimating... But you don't understand, you don't understand history. The Israelis dealt with a Nazi commando. I went into this earlier... Otto Skortsani. You know why? Because a bunch of German scientists were in Egypt helping Egypt deliver rockets that would be capable of hitting Israel. So they paid very handsomely this former Nazi commando, Otto Skortsani, to hit, to whack, to snuff the scientists who would give Egypt that capability. So I'm sorry, but uh, I don't think the Israelis have gotten stupider in the past 50 years. Do you? I think they've just gotten cockier, yeah. I mean, I do know the capabilities of Mossad because they did have a hand in, of course, JFK, RFK, and, and 9-11 and all that. And that's the, the, the elephant in the room we're not allowed to talk about is their involvement in either of those. No, you'd have to prove that to me. I mean, I, 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 I've never – I mean, it makes a lot more sense. Let's just take RFK. makes a lot more sense that 
uh, his bodyguard who was behind him, Thane Cesar, was the guy who put the bullet in back of Robert Kennedy's head. It's the only thing that makes sense. And I'm still trying to figure out how an eight-shot revolver left like 14 bullet rounds uh, in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel. Um, I don't know why you oh, say yeah. you're not allowed to talk about it. I mean, you can talk about anything as long as you as long as you make sense. But as, as getting back to your main point, which was usury, do you own a home? Well, I mean, I, I pay a mortgage, so I guess I own the bank owns me, but um, okay, I do but, live in a home. Okay, but when that bank let you borrow the money to purchase your home, did it charge interest? Yeah, that everybody gets charged interest, yes. Okay, yeah. so without paying interest on money, you have a home you otherwise would not be living in. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I don't have, have the money to just buy a house outright. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. All right, so the, it would, would you let somebody borrow money over a 15- or 30-year period uh, at the same value rate that uh, you would – uh, that that would be paid back to you or would you want interest so it became a worthwhile investment well i, I guess it would just depend on on the interest and, and where it really changes though was in the 70s when uh i believe it's paul paul volker his name was really hiked up the interest rates to about 19 to 20 percent like I, uh, my christian belief is that interest is immoral but if there is a reasonable amount of interest in order to make this work uh then i mean I guess that that's what needs to happen, but it's just the exorbitant amounts of interest where everything has gotten out of control, where everybody is being crushed by insane interest rates and debt and, and all that. That is what is immoral and wicked and wrong, and that's what's destroying our, the world, really. But, okay, but uh, I, want, I want to continue this conversation after the news at 4.30 because I agree with you that people are buried under a mountain of debt. But here's what I want you to think about. Is that mountain of debt the problem of the people who let you borrow the money, or is that mountain of debt a problem of people wanting things now that they can't afford? So they willingly become tools and slaves of the uh, credit card companies or the banks. Ponder that for a moment uh, as we head into the break. I'll talk more. I'll talk less. You talk more after the news at 430 on uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. It's uh, 428. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, so stand by. We're going to put him on hold and be back with him uh, coming up. Uh, we're, we're talking about, I, I promised I'd do this again today because it kind of took off at the end of yesterday's show, uh, conspiracy theories. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to laugh because the dude who brought up the Israel thing to me if you listen to the show, and apparently you got wax in your ears or something, um, my thought to myself was the last thing I feel like doing is talking to a Jew-hating anti-Semite at a party. Let me walk away as nimbly as I can. And then I went home and I did my own research about what Israel knew and when it knew it, and I said, I'll be damned, the guy had a point, and I can't get away from the point. On News Radio 930 WBEN.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All righty, it is... Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. That's B A U E R L E. Good to uh, be with you on the radio. Uh, my grandma's maiden name, by the way, was Frank, um, with a few Kirsches and others in the background. So I'm, I'm sorry. There's just some people I, I can't take seriously. Uh, let's go to. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Not to mention DNA testing. Uh, let's go to um, uh, Joe in uh, in Chicktawaga. So we were talking about usury, and, and as a as a conspiracy theory, um, usury meaning the charging of interest on uh, money that you borrow, um, and, and you you think that that is somehow unethical or unchristian or whatever the word is. And we started talking about the debt that people find themselves in. Nobody forced you to buy a house. Nobody forced you to buy a car. Um, in- interest interest is necessary so that if you let somebody take money or a service or a good from you, that by the time they pay it back, the ideal is that you are at least going to break even on whatever value the dollar holds at the time uh, that has elapsed since you took out the note. You follow me? Yes, sir. So I'm trying to figure out how would it be evil when you, I don't think you would, would you, would you let me borrow 20,000 bucks interest free for 30 years? Knowing that the money I would pay you back would be worth probably 12,000 bucks. I mean, I, I would, Hello. No, sir. Okay. So, yeah, I, I I can hear you loud and clear. But so I guess I, I'm just I, I don't understand how it ties into conspiracy theories. Well, the con- the conspiracy of usury is that there is a, a, a international banking cabal of people that are pressing down these high interest rates onto us to crush the middle class and further their agenda of a globalist world. Um, that that's what it is. And all throughout history, whenever usury was practiced, the economy would eventually collapse because um, 
there's just not enough money to cover the actual debt. There's not enough production that can cover the actual debt. And, and it's not just on an individual basis. It's, it's the entire economy. And th- that's, that's what it is. But society as a whole is caught in this vicious circle because our belief that material well-being uh, is the path to inter-well-being, our, our inner well-being underlies our love for money. That our love for money leads us to want more and more money, so we, we take out more credit cards, and we, we, we just get sucked down like quicksand into more and more debt. It's a but vicious that's a circle voluntary, of greed. But that, that's a voluntary thing. That's got nothing to do with people force. Nobody ever put a gun to your head to borrow money. Yeah, I mean, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, it's just I think it gets into a moral argument where um, – you know, it just—I don't know how I want to say this, but like the—you know—our morality has declined over the over the decades. So people want to, to take out more loans on things in order to acquire more material wealth, whether, whether it is a, a college a debt within a degree. Because what do you think you're going to get at the end of those four years? You're going to get a good job and be able to, you know, buy the nice house and the in the in the TV and everything else. But that path leads you down to wanting more material goods, which leads you to more taking out more loans and more credit cards. So I, I just think overall the practice. I would argue that that has more to do with the lack of financial education in America than it does with any evil or spiritual warfare. Um, and what I tell you, the, the biggest scam artists in the world, and I'd like people's thoughts on this, the biggest scam artists in the world are the colleges and universities sitting on billions of dollars in endowment money, and yet historically the rate of tuition at universities and colleges is twice the rate of inflation. And nobody wants to address that problem. Nobody wants to go after big sheepskin. If big pharmacy, okay, if big pharma, big medicine, big auto, big whatever was charging and an annualized rate of interest, twice the annual rate of inflation, uh, there would be editorials attacking those institutions. But big education, or as I call it, big sheepskin, is immune from any criticism. They're the ones, ultimately, who are responsible for your student loan debt. I mean, you are ultimately, because you took out the student loan debt, or your kids did, but uh, this, this grandiose promise of, well, if you get a bachelor's degree, you're going to make $150,000 more over the course of your lifetime than somebody without a bachelor's degree. And this lack of emphasis on, on, on the trades, on electricians and plumbing and mechanics uh, is only serving to our disadvantage. Not every, I mean, let's put it this way. Would you rather know how to wire a house or uh, recite Nietzsche? I'd rather be able to wire a house. I mean, but that's just the, the lie that we've, we've been sold, that you need to go to college and you need to, you know, buy. I mean, they're definitely at fault. There's there's no doubt about that. But people need to wake up and realize and stop giving their money to, to those institutions and stuff like that. Um, well, I mean, uh, I will tell you, uh, despite my fondness for certain institutions, I uh, make it a uh, – a preference and a habit not to uh, give money to institutions that are already sitting on billions of dollars in endowment money. It seems kind of, I'm sorry, it just seems rather silly to me. Um, Anything else that uh, you wanted to put out there as far as uh, what we're talking about today? Oh, well, 
I was going to talk about uh, like the involvement uh, of 9/11 or uh, JFK with with Israel's involvement in those. Uh, yeah, I've I've read a lot of stuff. I've never seen anything about Israel's involvement with the Kennedy assassination. I hate to let you down. Oh yeah, well I mean when you talk about qui bono and things like that, I mean Israel had quite a bit of incentive to take out uh, JFK. Um, But they didn't have the power to cover it up. They didn't have the power to eliminate witnesses. Um, That's a reach. I'm sorry. That's a reach to me. Yeah, I just just disagree. I mean, Jack Ruby, Jack Rubenstein worked for Mickey Cohen, who uh, did gun running for the uh, Ergun Israeli terrorist group, Menachem Begin, who eventually became prime minister of Israel. Jack Um, Jack Ruby ran guns to everybody. Right, and it, it wasn't – I, I don't – you know what? Uh, Jack Ruby's connection to Mickey Cohen is a lot less clear than his connection to the Chicago outfit. Jack Ruby was a Chicago guy. He wasn't a West Coast guy. Oh, yeah, sure, but there, there's more than that. But I'm saying David Ben-Gurion in specific with the Mossad, they definitely had incentive to take out JFK because he didn't want them to have nukes. And he wanted the Jewish uh, – uh, lobby to register as foreign agents because of the power that they wielded in the government. That's what that that's straight from JFK's mouth. Um, so he's quoted as saying that when he was called into a meeting and they basically said, if you support us, we'll, we'll fund your campaign forever. And Kennedy was infuriated that this lobby had this much pull uh, in America and he wanted them to register as foreign agents. And he's also one of the guys that tried to introduce an interest-free treasury note uh, not soon before he was assassinated. And there's a lot of uh, ties throughout men throughout history, like I brought up before, of trying to do that, who ended up on the assassination block because they tried to, to do that. But there, there is definitely incentive there. And um, there's a lot of evidence between Lyndon Johnson, who was a Zionist, who, uh, of course, when he took over, made the deal with, with Israel immediately. And they were allowed to have the nuclear program and everything. So there, there, is, there is stuff there for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am not, I am not convinced, and and thank you for the call that uh, Israel or Mossad had anything or much to do with the assassination of Kennedy. Um, it was an internal matter. Um, the Kennedy assassination conveyed through third parties as much to uh, Khrushchev, who was running the Soviet Union at that time, uh, that they basically had people going over to the Soviet Union telling Nikita Khrushchev, look, we know you guys had nothing to do with whacking uh, President Kennedy. We know it was an internal matter. And, uh, I mean, the, the Kennedy family has always been, maybe with the exception of RFK Jr., has always been somewhat um, schizophrenic about its uh, assessing the blame of the JFK assassination publicly uh, Robert Kennedy endorsed the findings of the Warren Commission privately. The Kennedy family told two people that I personally knew that they knew it was CIA inspired. Who the gunmen were doesn't really matter. Why it happened, how it happened, who had the power to cover it up, that is ultimately what matters. And ultimately what matters in that particular conspiracy theory is uh, the activities of Mr. Oswald in New Orleans uh, in the summer of 1963. I'm sorry, but a Marxist-Leninist does not hang out with the people Lee Oswald was hanging out with in the summer of 1963, nor does a 
uh, threat to American security, get a State Department repatriation loan to return to the United States after having defected to the Soviet Union without being tried as a traitor or even interrogated by CIA. It makes absolutely, that whole story makes absolutely no sense. But to be honest with you, in all of my reading on the subject, um, Israel and Mossad have not come up. Uh, CIA, Alan Dulles repeatedly come up. George Herbert Walker Bush comes up. Um, and is that really him outside the Texas School Book Depository right after the assassination took place? Um, if it's not him, it sure looks an awful lot like him. Not saying it was. I'm just saying the resemblance is rather uncanny. Um, let's see. I mean, there are a number of people. Uh, you can also check out, by the way, the um, deathbed confession of Hamburg's own. E. Howard Hunt, a CIA operative who later was implicated in the Watergate break-in. Actually, I mean, the funny thing is, a whole bunch of people who were uh, on the periphery, allegedly, of the assassination of President Kennedy were also involved in the whole Watergate situation. And there's a tape, you can listen to it online if you're so inclined, where Richard Nixon, a decade after the assassination, is captured on tape talking about, well, we can't let him talk because that'll blow the whole Bay of Pig thing wide open. Bay of Pigs thing? That has nothing to do with anything in 1972, 1973. I mean, the whole thing is absolutely absurd. Um, When you look at a situation like that, you have to look at who benefits, how do they benefit, and where's the dollar sign. Um, All right, it is uh, talking about conspiracy theories at this point. I'll switch gears here. Uh, I feel like I've uh, done my I've done my job here as far as following through from uh, yesterday's show. It is uh, coming up on 4:54 at News Radio 930 WBEN. I thought for sure that I was going to get a lot more calls about Bigfoot, about Sasquatch than I did. I got one call from a guy from Chautauqua. Um, I looked him up online, and if that is the guy whose name I saw online, uh, he really does do. Um, he's very involved in the uh, Let's Find Sasquatch movement uh, in Chautauqua County. Um, I have a very hard time buying Sasquatch or Bigfoot because, you know, again, I know that the guy said, well, they hit one in Pennsylvania, but uh, they quickly whisked the creature away. Well, okay, if Sasquatch can go invisible, do they lose that ability when they're hit by a car? And the fundamental uh, problem with that, to me anyway, is where is the financial interest in hiding the existence of Bigfoot? What is What would be the problem with that? Because pretty much every week on your cell phone, depending on what feeds uh, you are likely to receive, what is the fundamental interest? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, getting, uh, getting back to the whole uh, – Uh, newsfeed thing almost every week we hear about hey guess what a species we thought was long extinct we found it at the bottom of lake michigan like wow thought it was supposed to be extinct um anyway it is uh 455 at news radio 930 wben uh we'll get into some other stuff coming up in the uh five o'clock hour 
on WBEN stuff uh, I hope that you will uh, enjoy and appreciate and savor and love and I shall be universally beloved for doing the topic. Um, coming up on 456 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Actually, what I'm thinking about doing is uh, bringing back a topic that I did um, many, many months ago. Many months ago. Um, that is probably going to be a little bit controversial, but it doesn't have to be controversial because it's a topic about which I do not have a definitive answer, and I can honestly say nobody has a definitive answer. How's that for a tease? So uh, let me tease away. I'll bring out the uh, flagellum later on. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. 50 shades of Tanner Saunders, I believe, on Bowerly WBEN. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.